Hey guys, this is usually where you would hear an ad from our sponsors, but instead we would like to take this time to remind ourselves and our listeners to stay vigilant. Don't let the end of the last televised protest be the end of our efforts to fight for equality and justice in our world. We can all start by making sure we are registered to vote. After that, take the time to learn the names of your local representatives and community leaders, as well as how to contact them. Remember, we have the power of the people. We can make a difference. You can be the change. Sign petitions. Donate to a cause. Support your local businesses. Get active in your local politics and grassroots organizations. Educate yourself. And always, always try to help amplify the voices of those that are most in need of a platform. Thank you. And enjoy your regularly scheduled anime programming. Listeners, I'm Tosh. I'm Emzy. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nick. And I'm so excited because today we are here to talk about one of my childhood favorite shows of all time, not even anime, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yay! I love it. Yeah, okay. Uh, This is probably going to be the best one minute of this entire podcast, but here it goes. What is that thing? This is Appa, my flying bison. Right. And this is Katara, my flying sister. Appa, yip, yip. Come on, Appa. Yip, yip. Come on, Appa. You can do it. Yip, yip. What was it that kid said? Yeehaw. Hup, hup. Wahoo. Yip, yip. Yip, yip. Yip, yip. And I doubt the Fire Nation has any flying bison. Right, Appa? Let's run this blockade. Appa, yip yip. Bye, Chet. Yip yip. Appa's gonna take good care of me until we get there. See you on the other side, buddy. Yip yip. Appa, yip yip. You hanging on tight? (laughs) Nick is currently orchestrating that whole entire scene. You guys can't see it, you listeners, but. Yip yip. Appa, yip yip. Yip yip. Nick is living his best life. Oh, I guess that doesn't work with you. Bye, Swamp. Yip yip. yip yip. Oh, I guess that doesn't work for you. <laughs> yip yip. Yip yip. Thanks for understanding. Yip yip. Oh, I wanted all, all the yip yips. I wanted Appa so bad. Just yeah, I would do almost anything yip-yips. for a flying buffalo. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I do. Uh, maybe that wasn't in season one. Never mind. I won't mention it. I don't know. Don't <laughs> ruin it. It more than likely is not. Everything I haven't is... continued past season one, so I have no idea. There, it's just a. It's a joke. It's not like a serious thing, but it's a joke. But I don't think it's in season one, so it has to do with Appa. So I'll. I'll leave it. It's fine. It's for later. Yep. 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 So wait, all of you guys have seen this like multiple times. Oh yeah, oh, I wow. saw this as a child when it first mm-hmm. released. In How did I miss this? How did I miss everything? Anyway, proceed. Because you, you were you were dancing, dance, 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 dance. For you listeners dance. at home, Nick is dancing as he sings. So. You were you were too busy living with the dance, doing the dance. Oh my god, this is true. This is true. Ooh, you could really dance. Oh my god, I forgot about that video. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> oh shit it's so funny but yeah it's funny actually though re-watching it again because 
um, as I was telling you guys before, but for listeners, we're like, yeah, we should do Avatar because I just put it back on Netflix. I love that show as a kid. And then we're, you know, today we're only discussing season one. So I was going to try to like watch it as we go. But then I just like binged the entire thing in like a week and a half. So um, I'm trying not to spoil anything in any other seasons. Don't but it. <laughs> I won't. I did realize though how, because I just used to watch it on TV after school as it came on. So I rewatching it, I was like, oh man, there's so many episodes that were just like kind of ones that I missed. And it was mm-hmm. exciting to go back through again. Same. What's funny to me is I remember these episodes being in different orders, but no, the like the episodes were just being replayed over and over mm-hmm. and over again because that's how Netflix, <laughs> that's how fucking Nickelodeon did it back then. It was just yeah. like, yeah, here's a random like four thirty in the afternoon Avatar episode, and you're just like, yeah. wait, Aang's already like Aang's already done some things. Why is he back in the in the southern hemisphere? Like, what is going on? And then yeah. it's like, Bye. yeah, we're just giving you an episode. My 11 year old brain was like weird weird yeah. weird move weird move by them okay guys so let's get into it per our kind of usual structure that we follow even though we change it up sometimes we're gonna kind of go through nick was nice enough to write out some main points notes kind of going through the plot of season one so we're gonna read out those notes talk about the bullshit we usually talk about and then keep going so let's let's do it um so our very first point is katara and Sokka find Aang and Appa. Episode one, the boy in the iceberg. Shit yep. was lit. Um, does this, like, I don't know for you guys, like, just talking as a, on the season as a whole, like, as a kid, thought this shit was funny as fuck. Mm, mm, there it is. <laughs> it's if you If you too. had... If you it's had Harriet. it's Kevin's mom. <laughs> if you had if you had like 14 minutes into the episode as the first time uh MZ's phone would go off, you win. Uh we'll be sending you a prize any day now. Front, come to the front desk to claim your prize. Um I'm gonna write a sticky note that says turn off your phone and put it on my computer so I have to see it every time we record. This has gotten ridiculous even for me. Um but I don't know about you guys, just speaking of the series as a whole. As a kid, loved all of the stupid little jokes. But as of a, as an adult, I was kind of like, mm, none of these are sticking for me. What <laughs> jokes, specifically? Because I actually didn't find there's anything like, annoying, and I'm watching it for the first like, time as an adult. I mean, it's not annoying. It just doesn't work. Like, it's just like this, like, fart jokes. And there's, like, other, like, mundane, like, childish jokes. And you're just kind of like cool i felt that way a little bit as i was watching i was like this was on nickelodeon wasn't yeah, it this, <laughs> like, this was on nickelodeon i get this uh, yeah but I, I mean i'm so in love with the characters already it's hard to like dislike it but it was kind of funny watching it as an adult because i had not watched it again before this mm-hmm. yeah i felt like for me it wasn't the jokes that were bothering me actually the main thing that kind of took me out of it was their weird cutting and editing of it to go in and out of commercial breaks and like like certain things would just not match up, especially the first couple episodes. I was like, Nickelodeon, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, you got to remember that's a, that's the problem of like something from two thousand five being bingeable now. It's like, yeah, they had two minute commercial breaks. <laughs> like, some of them, some of them weren't even commercial not... breaks though. Some of them, I don't remember what it was specifically. I should have written it down from like the first episode. There's a couple times where it would just randomly like cut in and out, and it wasn't like a commercial break. It was just like they did weird editing. 
I would 99.9% guarantee that it was a commercial break. Or Nickelodeon did a couple of things. I remember they used to do just like Nickelodeon advertisements where it was like True. goofy little like segments that were Nickelodeon related. Yeah, so and they would like cut, cut into a, an episode with that. Um, but the the season starts pretty quick. It's like, all right, we find av- we find the Avatar. It's a kid. He's an airbender. And then it's like, oh, by the way, like the Fire Nation's here and they're going to capture like Aang immediately. <laughs> and it's like, cool, we're two episodes in and we're already like – yeah, the action started pretty game. quickly. Yeah, because yeah, the very the very next note on your thing, Nick, is Aang captured. And it is, it's like you said, like, Aang's like, oh, no, I, I knew people who knew the Avatar, though. And you're like, okay, obviously you're, obviously you're lying because you were glowing in a fucking iceberg earlier, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then immediately you're like, Zuko, oh, he rammed a fucking an entire fucking warship into this tiny little igloo town. And you're like, oh, Just it's starting all right away. That was Absolute so dicks. sad. That actually was so depressing. I'm so glad that later on in the season, we get to see that there are more waterbender towns because in the beginning watching it, I thought that that was the only waterbending town. I was like, this is depressing. They're yeah. murdering. Yeah, I mean, They're going to murder all of them. I mean, you could also like, you know, make it a parallel to colonialism and like just you know oh really we did really? oh yep yep oh, like <laughs> all, all, of that, all of that stuff yeah all of that stuff but yeah. the fire nations america no way no i literally told i just said that to to mz yesterday because somebody posted that they were like guys i'm rewatching avatar and i'm i'm pretty sure the u.s is the fire nation fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pretty sure america's the fire nation we fucked up here right like oh no you know it's bad when you're the villain in avatar like oh no true very true oh no (laughs) one thing i was um actually interested in uh i was confused i kind of wish that they had done a little bit more as to how zuko found the avatar there like how did he know that he was going to be there you know so it had to do with the ship that um katara and and go into they set off a flare and but they're in the region because they found out forgot what what exactly it was but they found out like the avatar was last seen in this region during a storm like they had that much information yeah i must have missed that and so that's why they were just randomly end up in the same place that's why they were in the region is because legend tells them that this is where the avatar was last seen yeah a hundred years ago so that's why he's there. And everyone's like, no, like the legend must be wrong. The avatar is not there, which is why no one else is there. But Zuko, because Zuko is having to do this to get back into the Fire Nation. Yeah. He's like yeah. desperate as shit. Is because Zuko is Zuko. <laughs> true. Although, very, very true. Although I should have known from the beginning that, that I guess like after seeing later on in the series, like what the Fire Nation does to other people, I was actually like, okay, Zuko is not like the worst person ever because he didn't just kill the entire little waterbending nation he easily could have it was like a group of like what 15 women and, and kids and he just left them there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all he cares about is the avatar and zuko yeah. and that's I like something too- uncle, they would have killed him yeah and whoa 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 do not wait, what did no. you say did you say if it was uncle iroh he would have killed no, him? no no the other uncle the the his dad's oh, brother command, the, commander yeah. zhao yeah him yeah is that 
Is that his? Was Zhao his uncle, or is he just no, a commander? He's just a commander. Zhao, Zhao, I believe, is Zuko's dad. No, he's not. No. The Fire Lord is Zuko's dad, and the Fire yeah. Lord is not Zhao. Yeah, Zhao is just the general in. Oh, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, Zhao took over Iroh's job basically when Iroh quit. Oh, got it. For some reason, yeah. I thought that was his brother, his dad's brother, but I, I'm, I'm incorrect. I don't know anything. No, it's okay. I've seen this too many times, so that's all. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, but uh, th can we say one thing that makes me happy? I, you know, as it goes along, um, you know, of course, all the characters get much more badass, and all the different element bending gets, you know, more and more awesome. But I do love that even though Aang is such a child. He is such a badass airbender right off the fucking bat. Like, he's amazing. And so it just, like, automatically the action starts off great. And you're like, we only have, like, it can only get better from here. This is fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. the first, the first like, Aang Zuko, like, fight, you're like, huh, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay, we're starting out pretty, like, no one, this isn't, uh, this isn't a shonen. Like, he's not, like, it kind of is. It kind of is because he's learning other things, but it feels mm -hmm. like less shonen ish because he's not like starting from ground zero. Yeah, but other, other characters are starting from ground zero. I like this. Yeah. I, I like this particularly because of the power level difference and like where they put the power with who in this one. Because a mm -hmm. lot of, especially like the animes we watch, it's like people are way overpowered or he, everyone's way underpowered except for one character. Like sometimes the power mm -hmm. balance just isn't right. Like. I like the fact that Katara is like, okay, but she's not good yet, you know, and then Aang's really, really good, and then Sokka has no waterbending abilities at all. You know, like, I like how yeah. everyone's kind of in different places, so we can see progression from different places. Yeah. But, uh, pause for um, help. Uh, what does it mean when you refer to things as not a shonen or a shonen, and why are you so saying shonen that? is a type of anime. Like we've we've watched a lot of shonens. Like we've watched more shonens than any other okay, anime that we've favorite. watched. Um, shonens basically are like My Hero, um, or you haven't seen it yet, but Demon Slayer also a shonen. Uh, Food Naruto, Wars actually still yeah, Food Wars, Food Wars is, is considered a shonen. Mm -hmm. It's the main character starts very very low ranked, very very low ranked. The entire series is just watching them ascend. The oh. entire series. Wait, so, so when we're talking about things that are in Shonen Jump, that magazine thing that comes out, those all have to be under that category. It can't just be like random stories people decided well, to it's, do. It's manga and anime that is oriented towards young males because Got they it. are in their the part of their life for progression. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. So you'll see you'll see most shonens, uh, pretty much be that where like it's a character that starts at level one. And essentially progresses throughout the entire series to be an overpowered god, essentially. Mm -hmm. Got it. To yeah. teach young boys how to grow into men. Yeah. <laughs> and then have complexes. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> we, say, we all say sarcastically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I agree, Emily, because also, like, I loved, like, 
I mean, because they're all obviously young, but I love also that it's like Aang's a little badass because he's basically this world's epitome of like a Buddhist monk that's been, you know, since childhood. They've been training since childhood. Like, of course, he's going to be amazing at airbending, you know. And then there's Zuko and Azula who grew up in like a very military family and were pressured to be good. But Azula is naturally talented and Zuko always had to work hard. So you could just see like even with the same kind of upbringing for the most part like how those power levels can even differ and then you know Katara's had almost no training so she's okay for having no training you know it's just I like it um there's a lot of elements too it's not just like oh this person's just really good just because you know what I mean well everyone has room to grow yeah but it's everyone's decently enough powerful that like they can be in fights together or like if there's a group of them they can take one person you know it's I don't know. It feels very realistic. I think mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of it kind of reminds yeah. me. This is very obvious, but it reminds me of Harry Potter, like how before they go to school, some people like show initial talents, and some of them it like they have to learn it. It takes a little longer. It's similar to that. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, speaking of Aang being, you know, a little, a little, a little cute monk boy, um, let's talk about when he goes to the air temple. Is all sad. Oh, no. That was so depressing. Oh my it. god, that was so depressing. I don't like it. I was like, whoa, y'all are just jumping straight to it where his entire family was just slaughtered. I know. And this is where I will say, welcome to a Dave Filoni production. So if you've ever seen, this is, I think, this may be his first um, thing that he ever like started directing. I'm, I may be entirely wrong on this. But, um... He also did Clone Wars, the most oh, recent really? animated Clone Wars. Yeah, he's the the runner of that, as well as the second in command, essentially for the Mandalorian. Mm. He's big at Lucas Arts or Lucas Films now. So, nice. like, this is kind of his first foray. I mean, I think first mainstream foray. But Dave Filoni does a great job with all of his um with all of his stuff when it comes to emotions and balancing and all like and all that it's it's amazing that's i highly highly recommend clone wars i've heard clone wars is so good but i have not watched it because i'm a terrible nerd so i have to watch it it it's really good it's very good it's so good i need to get kevin to watch that actually but yeah the the him returning home is it's nice to have it so early in the season because it it establishes, especially for such a childlike character and a childlike group between uh, Sokka, Katara, and Aang, it establishes that there are consequences. This isn't yeah. just a fucking adventure that we're all going on and everyone's kumbayaing and having fun. No, this is an actual threat. People are actually dying. This needs to happen. He needs to learn all of the forms of bending like it needs to happen and yeah and on that same note i think it builds the world in one experience too Mm -hmm. like exactly what you're just saying i think it builds like you know exactly the state the world's in after seeing that yeah Yeah. and And you i mean this is episode three you're learning all this 
Yeah. yeah. And you can kind of see, like, I mean, we got hints of it. Like, of course, Sokka and Katara kind of, with the help of their grandmother, kind of had to be the leaders of this entire town because their dad went off to fight in war and they haven't seen him in two years and their mom had gotten murdered. You're like, okay, yeah, obviously. Builder. <laughs> yeah, of course, they've been through some shit. You see it. But then you kind of, like, you know, it's when her and Aang are, sli like, penguin re sliding or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, I haven't done this since I was a kid. And he's like, Katara, you are a kid. Like, Aang says that. You kind of see why they're that way. And Aang is such a child. I mean, he's always very lighthearted. I mean, he's kind of supposed to be Dalai Lama-like. They base him on the Dalai Lama. And the Dalai Lama is always said to have, like, a very childlike spirit. So that's part of it. But then you can see, like, he grew up happy with the last, like, with the airbenders. And he only ran away at, and then got stuck in the ice and doesn't have any of this war hardship. And so you can kind of, this episode helped highlight, like, how different his childhood was. Not only just like in monkhood, but just like they were happy back then because it was peaceful. It like shows the difference between war and peace, you know, times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's like if you took someone from, <laughs> it's so fucked. It's like if you took someone from like, like I would say maybe like 15, 20 years ago and just fucking froze them and had them show up today. You, They would be like, what is going on? You mean the fucking guy from the TV is doing that now? And yep. like, what the, what in the actual fuck? Who is yeah. president? What's going on in the streets? <laughs> yeah. Like People, even, even, even. There's a like pandemic. What's happening? Yeah. Like even if you just take someone from 2000 before 9-11 mm -hmm. and freeze them and then take them all the way to now. The amount of shit that has happened in 20 years, they They'd would be, be like, like, I can't walk into an airport anymore. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't walk to the gate. Like, yeah, I can't so meet my friend at a gate at the gate. Yeah. I have to um, take my clothes off to go through security. What? <laughs> like, why? why am I there taking is, my shoes off? What's happening? Yeah. There is so much that has changed. And it's the exact same thing that happened for, for Aang. He's just like, wait, what the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so confused. And he has to like relearn the world all over again. Yeah. Oh, well, I love Aang so much. Um, He's so great. I love his character design so much. Like, I love his glowing tattoos. Anytime he goes in the Avatar state and his eyes glow too, I'm like, yes, badass. I can't wait. Yeah, that was really so cool. cool. Like, Do you guys love this character design? Do you? Yeah, <laughs> he's so cute. How about his character design in The Last Airbender? How good is that one? In the movie, you mean? Get out of here, yeah. Nick. We're not talking about the no, live-action no, movie. Hannah and I have not seen the live-action movie. Don't ruin it for us, Nick. Don't do oh, it. Oh, just wait. It's going to be great. God, um, it's so fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> to, continue, to continue in the goodness, though, we – it's great because we go episode one, we, we meet our main characters. Episode two – we meet our villains. Episode three, we set the world up. It's it's dark. It's tragic. Okay, fuck. We have to get uh, seventeen more of these. Okay, let's go on some random stops in the in the <laughs> way, and that's what like the next three episodes are. It's just like, hey, we're just gonna stop at random spots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it is very random. It's very like I could have watched this and not known it was part of a bigger show type thing. Yeah, yeah and it's like the the Ko Koyoshi. Kiyoshi. Warriors, Kiyoshi yeah. Warriors in the Kiyoshi Island. That's essentially a filler episode. 
Um, well, because, yeah, at first, I, at first I thought they were just going to go along and be like, he's learning the different types of bending, and it was just going to be that. And then it was like random islands that had nothing to do with that. And I was like, oh, never mind. We're just doing like they're world traveling. building. Yeah, we're I just doing world traveling. building. <laughs> it, they're world building. It shows you all the different like elements or people. But then also, I won't ruin anything, but I will say this show is really good. You think something's a filler, and then like, 25 30 episodes later you're like oh all of that mattered so it does oh, good good okay yeah. so cool. that's good cool 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 i haven't cool, watched cool. it in so long i don't remember yeah. any of i've it. never seen I it will, so i don't know i will say in these filler episodes meeting ang's friend who you they used to ride the mail <laughs> system together <laughs> That was and the best. And then, like, he ends up being, like, the king or whatever, and he's just, like, talking shit to Aang. It's so good. So, so good. good. What a crazy him. king. Oh, he was so crazy. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? He's so good. There's, like, a B or something. I yeah, it starts with a B. What is it? This is where, uh, Boomy. 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 And this is where we first meet the cabbage, uh, the cabbage <laughs> Yes. Person. Yes. Which essentially, he has such a hard life. Which essentially is like the 2005 version of a meme. He is the 2005 version of a meme. It's like everywhere you go, this cabbage guy is, and he just gets his fucking cart smashed. Mm -hmm. Just smashed up. Um, but go like within these things because we already mentioned Boomy and how he ends up being ripped and just like the best earthbender ever of all time just mm-hmm. the greatest but then also the kiyoshi warriors all the females how they um also fucking uh fucking knocks Sokka down a peg delightful yes i love that <laughs> they make him put dress and drag to train with him mm-hmm. Sokka is like actually kind of a horrific little boy and being a kid i don't remember him being that sexist but then after watching this i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i would and like it's, you <laughs> it's weird that he is that way because he grew up with his sister this whole time she's so strongly teaching him that i would have thought he already got it in his head yeah yeah there there is i forgot what the what the thing is but there's like a it's like a complex of siblings that if um i don't forgot the actual name for it but it's like male older siblings if they have a stronger younger female they're more they have a like a tendency to have mistrust towards females. There's like a whole thing on it. Ooh, it's that's insane. interesting. Yeah, I I gotta find it. It's like in it's like one of those weird studies that you'd be like, what? Like how? Yeah, how but do you get that on a on a smaller scale, just within the show. I think it's it was interesting once we meet the other waterbender tribe. I was like, oh, maybe that just is like a trickle down effect in their whole culture. Yeah, because like, like we do. Part. We do learn, like, skipping ahead, but since we're talking about it, like, you know, we learn that their grandmother actually had been from there, and she came back because she didn't agree with their sexist bullshit up north. So it's like, yeah, maybe in the southern tribe it was slightly better, but maybe it wasn't as good as they, you know, as it still wasn't it's great. not as know? good as Kiyoshi. <laughs> yeah, no, Kiyoshi, they're just like, no, fucking bad bitches. <laughs> yeah. Bad bitches only. Bad bitches only. Yeah. <laughs> um but no i love it and i i liked the um i don't know it's just like ang also you know he's like you see Sokka and ang through all of these like next few episodes where they're traveling and stuff you see them like really having to grow up and like 
check themselves pretty quick because Aang is like just still being such a kid, even though he has this huge responsibility on his shoulders. And then Sokka's like sexist and stupid and having to get checked all the time, you know? So like it was fun to see their character arc develop. Slowly. Yeah, I would say for Sokka, it was actually really cool to see what I took as like his like weird development of him thinking he had to be the super strong warrior. And by the end of it, we start to see him realizing like, wait, I actually am really smart. He's always talking about science and coming up with new ideas and mm-hmm. plans. And then he's like, oh, maybe I can utilize this in a different way than I thought I was going to be used to help. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. no longer focusing on being like, oh, I'm stronger than you, Aang, because obviously he's not. Instead, he's like, let me use my brains and help them in another way. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's his whole character arc, essentially, yeah. In, yeah. in a nutshell. Like, you'll see it more in further seasons, but he still has the whole, like, comic relief bit, but he becomes more competent as well. Yeah. Which I think that's at, great. At least from I what I remember. Seen... I haven't seen the seasons in... Ten years, maybe. Well, I yeah. hope it stays that way because I think it's really nice to see like a young male character that is able to do that. I, I just don't think I've seen that theme in a lot of like kids shows where they're like, "Oh wait, let me use my brains." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is nice. And <laughs> Rock and I were talking about it as we were watching it too. I was like, if we lived in a world where like magic or like element bending, like any kind of magic was a thing. Do you know how fucking pissed I would be if I was not born one of the magical people? I would be like, don't get me started. Don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah, I could not deal with that. I'd figure something out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'd find a magic weapon or just something. Oh, wow. I would not be in that world without powers. Nope. Nope. I'd be so angry. Emily has her ways. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I would seriously figure something out. That'd be my life. She, she joins the Fire Nation and sacrifices a child to get her. <laughs> Emily's like America, so Slytherin yeah. House America. What, what else? Do you need? What else? Do you need? I got you. I got you. <laughs> How many children do you said you need? Okay. <laughs> How many of the children? Okay. How? How? <laughs> um, I will not sacrifice children. <laughs> It is um, it is interesting too how their world is because I feel like most, you know, most uh, worlds, universes, uh, fictional places, um, storylines that have elements, all the elements are pretty for the most part, pretty even or, or you know maybe they have their own like sectors kind of like this does, but they're they have their own things. Whereas like it is really interesting to this, it's pretty much just the earth nation and the fire nation and then the water tribes are kind of off to the side and the northern one's kind of strong but they're still like just so small in comparison and then of course the airbenders have just been pretty much completely wiped out except for ang so it was interesting to see like oh yeah those kinds of worlds there would be huge like power upsets sometimes and struggles you know so Mm -hmm. it was neat they didn't try to keep like oh well this is the whole water nation and they have a huge expanse and the earth nation has a huge expanse you know (laughs) Yeah, it was so sad, though, because I hope later on they find, like, some random airbender hiding somewhere, because I'm like, that's so sad that that entire line is just gone unless Aang has kids. Mm-hmm. Hannah, you wish what? the show that's called Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> finds an airbender yes, hanging out somewhere? I hope they find another one. I hope it's not. It's like, Last Airbender, wait, sorry, guys, we were wrong. There's another one. 
That's the whole time. Okay, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Wait, sorry guys, we found another one. Yeah, yeah. Just the just movie. pick the title. It's fine. We can move forward. <laughs> All right, so much cool. Pressure on little Aang. Oh, I know, sweet little baby. I love him so much. All right. Okay. All right. We gotta we gotta keep going through, but really quick before we do, I'm surprised I haven't already asked this. If you we're a bender, but you got to choose which element. Let's go around the table. What would you choose? You could choose two and pick, like, but you had to choose two. And not I'd at the same I'd time, but, like, I'd be air, okay. Air, air, obviously air. Not, like, oh, two no. at the same time, but, like, okay, it could be 50-50. I'd be fine with either one. That's okay, fine. It's I just already picked it. Air. air, air. Minor water or air. Emily's going to say fire, you dumb bitch. I already know. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She is. She's fucking evil. She's fucking evil. I see it on evil. her face. Emily is the most evil fucking person in the world. She's gonna. No, you know exactly what it's gonna be. It's gonna be fire and earth because like they're the most fucking dickish people in this whole entire show. Also, are the fire and earth people? It's gonna be Azula's blue fucking flames and lightning. That's what it is. It's Dobby from My Hero. It's Azula with her blue shit. You know it. Am I right? Tell me, MZ is not tough. Tell me, MZ is not tough. Like, MZ is tough, but with Azula's flame powers. Yeah. For sure. Wait, guys, what does that mean? You'll meet, you'll meet her you'll in the meet, second season. Oh, Hannah, yeah. you're gonna love her so much. She's the greatest. Okay, you'll she meet her. Sorry, we're getting ahead. Um, oh, <laughs> all right, so Nick is water and air. Hannah is air. MC is Azula's powers. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Fire, is fire and earth because definitely. I actually think probably fire and air because I do I do like the whole air bending. I think that's really cool, and I do like the idea of. I mean, air just has so many practical uses. But mm-hmm. I feel like it amplifies all the other ones, so I yeah. would want that one. But Ooh, honest, well, there is a theory there, and I will get to it in season three about uh, Mr. Zuko. Oh, there you mm. go. But I think fire is, I'm pretty just solid on one, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, Natasha, what did you say you would be? This is hard for me. I went back and forth as we were watching. Like, every day we'd be watching new ones. I was like, I think I'd want fire. And then the next day I'd be like, no, I'm just kidding. I really want earth. I really want earth and rocks. Like, bitch, I don't care anymore. Why do you tell me this every day? <laughs> like, <laughs> Stop um, talking to me. Yeah. I say, though, just... Thinking practically, I think it would have to be air or earth, just because that is most likely you can o- you can use that pretty much anywhere. You can always use air, and then earth, as long as you're on the fucking ground somewhere, you're cool. Like water, you have to carry water with you. But it is really dope that the firebenders can just create fire. I feel like there's less practical right? applications, it's but they don't so need cool. it anywhere. I'm like, that's cool. Like dragons. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love it. If you, I... had, if you had about 42 minutes is when uh, MZ's gonna become evil. I'm guessing at the timestamps right now. <laughs> where MZ's gonna announce her evilness to the rest of the group. You win a prize. Come, come to the front desk. I mean, we all... Kevin's already come on the show for My Hero. He's already all for one, like, we know why they're together at this point. Yeah, right? yeah. We're aware. I'm not going to lie. Legitimately, 
Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, evil one. Like, <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, watch what? And then when you see one of the fire ships for the first time, I was like, damn, I forgot how cool those were. <laughs> and I was like, I really want me a big old black iron fire ship. Never awesome. during the whole show did I have that thought. Ever. <laughs> so cool. You're like big and scary. <laughs> I was like, those look very impractical and kind of too large. They're going to get Hannah and <laughs> go live with the, the airbenders and ride bison and have lemurs yes! and make pies. And I'm like, yes! you know what? I'm okay with that. Hannah, I'll go yes. with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make all the pies. And I want to come visit in my fire ship of doom. <laughs> you can, you can come, but you have to leave your fire ship. Anybody. You just I have just to leave won't. your fire ship at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This fire ship at the bottom of the map. But MZ's the type of person who rooted for the Lannisters in Game of Thrones. Guaranteed. <laughs> was like, yo, Lannisters pay them debts. They're rich. Like, yo, fuck First Daenerys. All, and fuck all of them. I, admit, I was Daenerys the whole time because she has dragons who breathe fire. I want a dragon. I see the theme here, guys. I have been team Daenerys since the very beginning. Yep. Oh, fact- hold, hold. We see a theme. What does Dobby have coming out of his hands? Fire. Blue fire. Da- Daenerys has dragons that have fire. <laughs> that burns shit down. Slytherin to... house has fire has dragons because they they talk to reptiles. Yeah, they're they're snaky. The snaky. It, literally, it's just it's just rooted in fire. Time. Do I we a want it? I'm a Sagittarius. Do you want like can... do you want a boring company flamethrower? Not a flamethrower flamethrower. Do you just want to like sit there and just play with fire? Yeah. Did you play with fire as a kid? (laughs) Were you the one that like? I actually got that from my dad. My dad's the worst. Like he would be outside like barbecuing, like lighting leaves on fire. My mom's like, "Will you stop?" (laughs) He's just like, "It's fun. Look at it burn." Look at it. Oh my god. Look at it do the thing. Yeah, my mom would be like, "Are you burning the house down?" (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Perfect. I get it from my dad. I do. It's funny. As I was watching it, though, I feel like, as usual, I'm in the middle somewhere because as I was watching, I was like, well, air and earth are really the most practical. But as I kept watching the fire shit, I'm like, I think I would want to say I was air and earth. But if I got put in this, they're like, bitch, you're a fire. Get out of here. You know, you're a fire nation person. Come like, to the dark oh. side, Natasha. <laughs> but I would be like, you're me. <laughs> what would happen is I would be uh, Uncle Iroh's like, his people where i'm like yes let's like help people by burning shit <laughs> that's that's yeah. what i want to do <laughs> he's the he's the kind of he's the kind of like sith from who's like uh it's like anakin where he's like i've bought peace freedom justice <laughs> and security to my new empire it's like what do you fuck what do you mean you have an empire <laughs> like what <laughs> Except Iroh is the sweetest old man because his son died and he's sad, all right? Oh, he's sad. He's sad. He's sad. I just, no, I just I like mean, Aang because he doesn't eat pigs. That's true. He's a vegetarian and he's very yeah, much yeah. about it. And if yeah. you had 47 minutes in the episode of when Hannah will mention pigs, <laughs> you also would drive from the front desk. I'm pretty sure we're at like 25 or 30 minutes, so we're even shorter. 
I waited. I bided my time. That's so it's funny. Like, <laughs> Hannah's just sitting there. It's like that meme of the kid with the veins popping out of his forehead. And he's like, he's like, oh. And it's like Hannah just sitting there going, when can I mention a pig? When can I do it? Now? 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 No, the no. time is now. The time is now. Hilarious. I'm going to get on my soundboard for as long as we're doing this. Whenever I hear pig, I'm just going to get like a reggae horn or like, congratulations. It like, happened. <laughs> when it happens, it'll be like, yeah, but the pigs. I'll just be like, bam, 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 bam. I am really impressed, Hannah. I am pretty sure you have brought up a pig for every single episode we've ever recorded. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've just been having normal conversation over here <laughs> about pigs. Obviously, <laughs> if they came up in conversation, I didn't notice. They were just, you know, normal <laughs> there. Up in conversation. I don't feel like she's purposely planting them in the conversation. You guys have picked what we're watching as well, so I mean, <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> That's so, so good. Well, let's talk about we meet um, one of our kind of side characters who kind of disappears for a really long time, kind of like the Kiyoshi Warriors. We meet Haru, the little earthbender who has to hide. He's Wait. in one of the Fire Nation colonies. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, and how Katara, I I love this show, and this isn't a spoiler. It continues all the way through the end. So Hannah, who hasn't seen it, or if you don't remember it, it is it continues to be delightful. How you see how badass these kids are, and there's moments where you're like, yes, I love them, and then there's times where it's like they're kids and they get so enthusiastic and they think they're so cool, and everybody's like, you're dumb, <laughs> please stop. You're embarrassing <laughs> yourself. I love how they keep that arc. So when Katara has to go to prison and she's trying to be like inspiring and they all just stare at her like bitch what are you doing yeah that was they're like we've been here for like 20 years don't you think we've already had this speech right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like 20 times already mm-hmm. pretty yeah, much pretty much that just like made me think about being 12 when i thought i was like so cool and then you do something and you're so embarrassing and you're like no you think as a kid you think you're so cool and like you have all the answers until you're like 19 until your first bill comes in like 1920 and then you're like i don't know shit this <laughs> sucks why did yeah. i do this like why did like I, the like... first time you have to file taxes yourself and i'm like yeah you're like oh i didn't learn anything Crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 17 18 you're like fuck i i've run this bitch like i, right. I live this through, i live this life like i can do whatever the so hell i want funny. 19 he... comes around your first job it's like april and file your taxes yeah if you're one what? of our listeners and you're younger like late middle school early high school if you're younger than that don't listen to our show because it's not appropriate <laughs> we, we, we say bad words go yeah, yeah you motherfucker <laughs> get out of here but if you're <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> if you are a teenager and listen to our show start learning about taxes now i promise it comes in handy Way also, sooner than you think. Also, credit, credit and lo- and student loans. Learn about those as well, because you're gonna be having a lot of them in the future. Yeah. In fact, try not to get student loans. <laughs> try, yeah. try hard to yeah, just skip over that one. Just be mm-hmm. wicked fucking smart. Just wicked, wicked, wicked smart. smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> Do lots of studying, so you're very smart. <laughs> yes. Okay, so speaking of Aang, like being young and having to learn things, um, we get to see him figure out how to go into the spirit world for the first time i love the panda, the panda i know in the spirit world he's all oh, sad because his forest got burned down it's scary that was a very cute, cute side story it was cool yeah. yeah 
This is where we meet a dragon as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice way for them to introduce the idea of, like, the spirit world. Yeah. Um, It was, and it was cute. Like, you know, you get to see that the spirit world is very different than the regular world. They kind of have different rules, you know, but, like, you can start to see how Aang will be able to use that to his advantage to learn, too, since he's Mm -hmm. kind of guiding, (laughs) having to guide himself at this point, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but I the little never... panda, so cute. This is all you. I want the panda. Whenever he goes into the spirit world, it kind of reminds me of the 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 flash of that scene at the very end of My Hero, the latest season, when you mm-hmm. see like the glowing tree and they're like talking to him. His mm. it kind oh of yeah, like that. yeah. I um, Not I one. also in this episode at the end once Aang like has appeased the forest spirit and the forest spirit turns into the panda and Sokka comes back out and they're like how can we ever thank you you know whatever I I don't think that I think Hannah is not like Sokka but Sokka had a Hannah moment where they're like how can we ever thank you and, and Sokka was like food and money and Katara and Aang were like Sokka and he's like what we need it and like Hannah's the kind that's like no we're being efficient this is what we need this is how you can help us I actually do very much feel connected to Sokka because he's constantly like, you guys, fortune tellers of religion is dumb. Eat the food. Eat all the food. Keep eating the food. (laughs) And then he's like, I'm going to go get three little nuts and everyone's going to like it. And he's always like, this is a dumb idea. (laughs) That's definitely me. (laughs) If there's a disaster, I will not be the greatest help. (laughs) I'm going to collect little twigs and make everyone eat them. Yeah, that's true. Throughout... Even the rest of the seasons, there are Sokka moments where I'm like, that's that's a Hannah overlap there. That's something <laughs> Hannah would do. Yep. Now that you've said it, yes. Yes. Yes, they are the same. They are very much the same. It's like, I mean, this. big brain and being smart, but then also kind of goofy. Yeah. Oh and like constantly tripping yourself up without yeah. realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, very Hannah as well to like when jumping ahead. When he's trying to court the princess and he just runs right into the water and she's like, I'll see you on that bridge later. Just pops back up and just goes, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so Hannah just be like, yes, hey, I do if, this. if it was a problem, if something happened, fine. But it's worth it in the it's end. Worth, it's, it's worth it. It's always worth it in the end. So My clumsy methods. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just worth. That's so cute. Um, um, but move, this is move. where we meet Roku. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, yeah, Aang got to meet Fang, and so then he learns that in order to meet Roku, he has to go to Crescent Isle, or Crescent Island, which is in the Fire Nation. So this is their big, scary time of, like, the first, like, big, scary having to cross the Fire Nation borders. Roku Um, is badass. I love Roku so much. Badass. Yeah. Proud to be Fire Nation. He pops up (laughs) in the works several times this season, and we're like, yes, he saved the day. Every time he pops up, too, it's like, it's, I hate that I'm about to say this. It's legitimately like, <laughs> hey, Daddy Roku, can you help us, like, save us? A hundred yes! Daddy Roku! Daddy Roku! Roku Daddy! Yes! And, and it's it is, see, that's why I hated that yes, I said it, but it, like, legitimately, Daddy. it's like, it is like, Aang, Aang is just like, uh, excuse me, Daddy Roku, please help. Like, say, please. say I don't know what I'm doing. Please help. Yeah. Senpai Ro- Roku, please help me. <laughs> um, so I funny. also love 
Because, I mean, this is obviously a theme that continues, and the theme of this whole show is that, like, you know, there... I mean, this show kind of even does have, like, black and white, good and evil, but it also shows that, like, anybody from anywhere can be anything. You know what I mean? You just gotta, like, find the good in people. So I do also love how in this episode, when they have to go, they meet the one firebending, like, um, what do they call them? They're basically, like, the monks for the fire temples. And he's like, no... Our thing is to the Avatar, not to the Fire Nation. This force is now corrupt bullshit, but I'm going to protect the Avatar. And I was like, hmm. Hmm, Avatar. That doesn't I mean, sound like something going on in our world right now. political statement. I'm yeah. going to say it for what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, leadership has a lot to do with where a country goes during a certain time period. Mm-hmm. And we see that very clearly here. Like, obviously, when the fire, when there's a firebender who was the avatar, things were different in the Fire Nation. Yep. You know, and we see that very clearly. We And we know that Fire Nation isn't bad. Right. The leadership and the way that Fire Nation has gone is bad. Right. You know yes. I mean? So, yes. like, that random little Fire Nation village, like, they've been told, oh, you hate everybody else. You need to capture the Avatar. But in reality, the people living in that little tiny village are not evil people. No. Yeah, They're exactly. They're being led by someone who is corrupt. Yeah. It's just saying. It's almost as if during the time <laughs> that this was made, there was a president and a vice president that started a war oh really for the wrong for the wrong reasons using manipulation of power you're Mm. kidding me to push themselves forward and it's almost as if when they re-release it on netflix and everybody's binging and relating to this as if there might be some kind of corruptible leading force who hmm. is going to war? I could never its, imagine who's this. Who's going to war with its own citizens to push its own oh power my God. agenda? Wow. Netflix possibly be making a political statement through entertainment instead of publicly? Hmm. Public? You don't oh. say. Huh. Huh. Who bear? What's, right, Halliburton, what's Halliburton stock prices looking like? <laughs> can we? Y'all, can we get our Ooh, own Zaddy Roku, please? Like, some, like Zaddy Roku, Zaddy All Might, somebody, please. Daddy, we we could use help. you. <laughs> uh, we could no, use that. Oh, no. Daddy. Hold on one second. I accidentally um, clicked out of the. Oh, no. Here it is. Hold on. But no, for realsies, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, Roku's dope. They barely make it out. Um, and then they go to learn and start learning water bending. And we have the pirates and that whole misadventures. All the misadventures. I like the pirates, man. actually. I thought they were like a weird character dad in there, but they were cool. Yo, the pirate tried to buy Momo. I will fight. Mm-hmm. I will like, fight. I will Momo's fight. the cutest. Well, I now, like that, that they're just showing that there are random entities that aren't just, like, attached to a nation. They're just like, we're out here doing whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, a lot of what goes on with the four ways of bending. It's, there is, in this show, a lot of nationalism. Like, mm-hmm. a lot. Like, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. So, um, a lot of, like, what the pirates represent is 
more people that float between like for mm-hmm. self-interest and there's a lot this uh there's a little bit if i remember correctly again haven't seen that series in a while either there's a little bit more of it in katara's uh spinoff of Cor- like chorus or Korra's? is it Korra's? it's well it's because it's like way after and so it's Cor- yeah, the legend like of Korra is yeah. the next avatar and she's a waterbender yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this at all. There's a little I mean, bit more. There's a little bit more of like the, the in betweens of everything in Korra, if I remember correctly. Again, haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I actually have only seen bits and pieces of that, so I'm excited for us to watch that at some point whenever we do. But, um, and tying into that, Nick, too, like going into Jet and his crew, like they're kind of they're kind of like that, but they're more like actual guerrilla, like militant, like post-war like that's it causes these like offshoots of like you know they're a little anarchists a hundred percent yeah but it's kind of that too they don't float they don't fight with the armies they're their own where they're like we're gonna take shit out let's go you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah they're kind of crazy yeah Mm -hmm. i love them emily's like i want to be a firebender but with jet and his crew and burn shit down let's go anarchy <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I like the way it but sounds. Like it. <laughs> anarchy, anarchy. Funny. But I love um I do love some of Jet's one, all of Jet's crew, little badasses or giant badasses, like how Pipsqueak is ginormous and the little one yes, is the Duke. I love it. That was cute. They're cute. I mean, Jet's got some serious emotional instability, but yeah. I mean it's trauma from war. So yeah, it's it's trauma. He's but dealing did, with hardcore trauma. I did like that they took that episode to kind of point out that yes, the, up until that point, we've only seen Aang as like doing really good stuff, but that Aang, even the Avatar, is still human, and they can be misled in whatever way mm-hmm. that people try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not immune to that. Totally. Yeah, get pulled into things. Yeah. Um. This is all, these next few moments, this is all, like, backstory stuff. Like, these next three episodes um, mm-hmm. are more backstory stuff than mm-hmm. anything. So we can kind of go through these a little bit quicker if we want. Yeah. The Great Divide, Diplomacy, Zuko's history, sad as fuck. Uh, so sad. So sad. Aang's history. Also sad as fuck. Also sad, <laughs> just because this happens. Um the storm or, or the storm is the they storm is in when he got caught caught or the storm wait the storm uh, is as in he got caught like what like how we ended up in the storm yeah yeah okay like all all of that like ang's history leads in zuko's history is happening in the same episode yeah yeah and so that's why like those three are like that and then the storm is like the storm that made him be frozen yeah yeah and how he ran away because he's like, I'm just a little kid. I'm not ready to save the world. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then all his people died, and he's 112 years old now. <laughs> little Aang. Yep. The oldest baby of all the babies. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. But um, uh, Zuko's dad is fucked up. <laughs> now yeah. we see why he's like he is, where you're like, oh, it's programming. <laughs> he burnt the shit out of his son. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly understand why Zuko's personality is the way it is. Like mm-hmm. he has to prove himself. He's always fighting. Like even 
you know, at home when he was like the princess of, he was always still fighting because mm-hmm. of the personalities in that kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor little guy. And his yeah, mom. And hey, sorry, go ahead, Nick. Well, no, it's like it's um. It's what a lot of these like middle season episodes do, like the Great Divide, the Storm, the Blue Spirit. Um, it's filling in these backstories, and so we learn who Zuko is, we learn who Aang is, um, down to the core of them as people. Like with the Great Divide, we learn that Aang's needing to do diplomacy. With the Storm, we're learning why Aang is frozen, why that all happens, and the same thing with Zuko's history and like his relationship with his father, why he is scarred. And this is where the season kind of really flushes out for me and becomes an actual series where everything else was, you have the first three episodes, then bouncing around, kind of filling in some gaps. And then now we have this block of episodes that fill in all the other uh, blocks of information that we needed to get to the finale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did it in a really amazing way i think i think that's i remember even some of these episodes from when i was younger but re-watching it like an adult can watch the show and get like really intrigued here as well as a kid watching the show would get intrigued here yeah it was really you know, interesting it's way to watch right yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome i enjoyed watching i was like oh i'm in it now yeah where are we going take it <laughs> to the next level this show i will say I mean, as a fan, but even then other people who I know were fans as kids, but then other people who are just watching it now because of hype. One thing, no matter if you're an old fan or a new fan, or even if you're like, it's cool, it's not my thing usually, but everyone I know says it has really good like character development and really good storytelling for like an animated show. You know what I mean? For this type of show. Yeah. Um, so I agree with that 100%. For, like, absolutely for sure. I mean, and especially, like, to get past the the Zuko and Aang backstory and to kind of start up with, like, the Blue Spirit stuff, Mm -hmm. that whole, that whole thing is so wild. Especially, I remember as a kid, too, being like, who's the Blue Spirit? Who's the Blue Spirit? Because you get this in episode 13. You don't really find out until, what? episode 19 18 um so for the longest time you're like who's the random blue spirit that's helped ang and um it's just a lot of what is done right now adds so much to the series later on and i i love it for it mm-hmm. well in the way that they even presented that uh what's his name uh general Zhao. Zhao? Yeah, it kind of makes it seem like this is what Zuko's been doing the whole time. He's been being like a little anarchist, pushing his own agenda as the Blue Spirit, even before we saw him do it in these episodes. Yeah, because they they all like know he is. I also love through the Blue Spirit because we see that Zuko is a good firebender, but you know then we have Azula to compare him to, and like he has a hard time. And Iroh's like, "You're not quite getting it. Like, try this, whatever." But then you just see that Zuko's just a little badass on his own, even without firebending. He's like a hardcore martial artist. And you're like, mm-hmm. yes, my boy Zuko. I yeah. love him. Can you yeah. guess who my favorite character is in this show? It's the oh, Edgelord. Who is it's it? The, it's the fucking Edgelord. Ooh. Just find the Edgelord, like, like <laughs> moody, moody boy, and it's MC's favorite could it character. Possibly be. <laughs> 
Oh, but I love Luke. He, he recently he recently had an interview the voice actor, and it ended up on um, it ended up on TikTok as like a sound. Uh, do you want to know? Do you want to know who that is? He is. Um, hold on. Now I'm forgetting. He's in. He's in uh, a few other things. I think he's like in a Fast and Furious movie. No, no, you guys will know. He's Rufio from. He's Rufio from Hook. What? Oh, really? Ah, he is Rufio from Hook. So happy. Yeah. (laughs) The leader of the Lost Boys in Hook. He's Rufio. That makes me so happy. Yeah, it's pretty delightful. Oh, it's Mae Whitman is the voice for Katara. Oh, I like her. Oh yeah. Where's she from? She's a Disney actor in a bunch of other Disney movies, but I didn't recognize her voice. She's in. Oh, Scott Pilgrim, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, she's in a bunch she's of stuff that I like. Yeah. She's a good actress. I, I didn't realize that was Katara's voice. What huh. the most recent thing I saw her in was, but it's been a while. Oh, yeah. She's in some. <laughs> of course, Mark Hamill is Firelord. Mark Hamill's yeah. in this. Mark Hamill's Obviously. there. Obviously. Of, of course, course. He would be the Firelord. Has, has to be. Has to be. Oh, Has to Luke. be. Wait, that's Roxy Richter from fucking Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, in case oh listeners don't know, Nick is a big Scott Pilgrim fan. <laughs> so Scott Pilgrim is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's her seven evil exes. X number four is actually a girl in Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her name is Roxy, and that's who voices Katara. Is the girl X X? Man. Oh, Mae Whitman. Okay, you guys, you guys want to know a couple other um, little fun uh, voiceover crossovers in this? Ooh, um, always my fave. Let's do it. Yeah, one. Uh, I I didn't recognize him even when I looked his picture up, but uh, Jack DeSena. Desena, who plays Sokka, he was in um, All That back in the day, which I used to watch oh, all the time. Yay! Yeah. And it. then here's two of my favorites. So Azula is Grey Griffin, who plays Catwoman now, a days. Um, nice. So Azula is Catwoman. And then Mako, uh, or Uncle Iroh, is this actor named Mako, who unfortunately um, died a few years back, but he is Aku from Samurai Jack. It's so good. Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and then Mark Hamill is the best one, but we already mentioned that because I just love Mark Hamill so much. But yes. hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Those are good. Why does Iroh yeah. have two people listed as his voiceover? Uh, because like because they have um, flashbacks and like oh, uh, in okay. core in Cora, like and things like that so anything that they've had Iroh in more recently that guy died like partial Aww. like right after the originals i think that's so sad yeah um but where were we sorry oh yeah the fortune teller episode sorry about oh, that one. this one's so cute it is cute and that's when we first start seeing, like, Aang and the Katara, like, that little... I mean, they've already Love shown that, but they really start to play with that even more so mm-hmm. in this episode. I'm like, oh, Aang's so, so in love with her. so cute. I know, he is. Adorable. He got hearts in his eyes. I also love at the end of this when 
he's like saving the entire town from the volcano because he's a fucking badass. Um, and he's like hardening all the lava with the airbending. And Sokka goes, you know, he's such a goofy kid. Sometimes I forget, but he really is a powerful bender. And that's what the fortune teller had said. And Katara goes, oh my God, I guess he is. I was like, oh, they're going to get married. I can't wait. As I put put in the notes, the tension begins. Um, Because that's exactly what, oh man, it makes me so happy to just like see all of this happening. I'm like. Yeah, my guy Aang. Ah, Susio boy. He gonna, he gonna do the things. <laughs> oh my god. Gonna do the things. He's so cute. So cute. Um, We have the Aang versus Zuko after that. I'm trying to remember which one that was. Maybe we want to help me out. Uh, I believe that is when... Um, the sea? The, no. Yes? Um... I think it's when they're at the fire festival. Mm-hmm. Or when No, it's when uh Sokka and Katara meet Bato, uh one of the warriors from the Southern Water Tribe. And oh, then they get attacked. Right. And then yeah. that fight happens. That's right. Yeah, yeah cuz tracks them with the yes. big weird Oh yeah, thing. yeah, the big weird lizard thing. Yep. That was a fun episode. And so that's that's when they fought that's right. Is that the big weird lizard, or is that the big weird like maligned badger one? Yeah, that's what I meant. the The badger thing yeah. that that licks people and yeah, and can stuff. smell things like across the world. Amazing. I want to know what I happened to that girl because she was badass. Yeah, she's the cool coolest. I liked her. I she sounded say- like she had the voice of Meg from Hercules, but I could be mm. wrong. That's funny. I don't think that's her just because I like the voice. I really like the voice actress who's made. I forgot her name now, but I get what you're saying. They do sound kind of similar. Yeah, that was um, tree badass voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's a super badass. I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> and this is also right around the time, too, that Aang learns firebending for the first time uh, through Zhang Zhang. Dude. I forgot his name. Let me find the character list. I think it's Zhang Zhang. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he's one of the deserters of the Fire Tribe or the Fire Nation, and he's the one who teaches Aang. Again, these are all like just filler, not filler, but like backstory-esque episodes where not too much happens other than like the things. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. And then um, we also see Aang use fire for the first time and he accidentally hurts Katara and then just like shit hits the fan and then you know I won't ruin anything else but basically it's like okay well we'll leave fight we'll put a pin in that you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. he's just like yeah we're done let's go yeah. well, and Sokka says like when it happens Sokka's like see I told you we shouldn't be doing this and like does his whole like thing like mm-hmm. being Sokka over dramatic yeah um but I mean, he has a right to be. It's his sister, so yeah. I mean, the good the good thing that came out of this is that uh, Katara learned she can fucking heal with water, which she never knew what? before. That was awesome. Yeah, that, I was like, yes. That's also a really funny moment because it's just like she does it, and it's like, oh wow, I didn't know I could do that. But that would be dope. I would like that. Uh, that power. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, it's very useful. Mm -hmm. You should definitely practice that more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we also get to see the fake airbenders um, that have set the... up shop in the old airbending temple. Yeah, it's hilarious because, like, Aang has just so much trauma with airbending temples. Southern airbending temple, his, his like, old home, all everyone there, dead. Deadsies. Deaded. And the closest Northern... thing he had to a daddy is Gyatsu. Yeah. Northern air temple? He's like, oh my god, there's people here. Fake airbenders. They're all fucking earthbenders that are just making things and doing things. And he's like... Oh, they you... are earthbenders? Yeah, they're earthbenders. Oh. And then he's like, can you not touch the fucking temple? Because they're like renovating the temple as well. And he's like, stop it. Like, yeah. leave my shit alone. And not even That's like... Good say something about i think natasha was literally about to say the same thing they mm -hmm. destroy like artwork and statues like they aren't respectfully renovating the the temple they are destroying it yeah that's some steampunk shit that they are just destroying sacred relics and ang is like what the fuck <laughs> yeah well because he's the only one left they're probably like oh who cares about the airbenders they're all gone yeah that's so that rude that and like can you imagine being brought up like from not even being able to remember anything else but monkhood like you know every day like learning like these sacred like to respect these sacred things and then you just see people putting fucking like pipes and shit through it and you're like what are you doing oh my god like poor ang yeah i was surprised he didn't get more angry or like ruin anything or make them stop that was kind of weird yeah he is a kid though he got over it real fast yeah. he's like actually i like you guys so you're good Pretty it's because that, like, that other kid could also airbend cool or not airbend but like could glide cool and he's like oh this is fun i'm having fun with you okay let's go <laughs> yeah it has a lot to do too like um, almost immediately like fire nation's like yo what's up we're here so it yeah, has a lot yeah. to do with that too where he's like well there's bigger threats now i don't care and mm -hmm. so, and they all help him, like, with the Fire Nation attack. And so that's also good. All well and yeah. good. Um, what about that, that reveal? Sorry, Hannah, go ahead. I was just going to say it was interesting to see, like, that's, like, a huge portion of, like, any war is, like, who's making the weapons. And they introduced it in this kid's show. Mm -hmm. Like, that of, like, oh, I'm not really helping the war. Oh, but I'm actually secretly making weapons for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> In the old, in, like, part of, this is, like, the most fucked up, waterbending still exists, firebending still exists, earthbending still exists, airbenders, near extinct, the only one is the Avatar, Aang. Oh, yeah, by the way, in, like, the Northern Air Temple, we're making weapons for the people that annihilated your entire fucking genealogy. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit Fuck. is wild. Yeah. And it's, um... Like, that's perfect, because I was about to be like, what about that reveal? Like, you're like, oh, I mean, these people, you get why they do it. Like, you feel for them. They kind of have this cool steampunk vibe, because, like, this, you know, the Fire Nation's really the only one with what could be considered, like, kind of modern technology to us. You know what I mean? And then you get to see, you're like, oh, it's cool. There's these Earthbenders who are doing, like, even cooler things, whatever. Come to find out the Fire Nation is mainly getting it from this guy, and you're like, oh, fuck. Angst gonna be so mad or he is so mad <laughs> and you'll be so angry <laughs> oh um very sad yeah and seeing the sun 
find that out about his dad, but the dad only did it for his son to survive. And you're like, oh, life is complex and emotions are weird. <laughs> like, so sad. Yeah. I like, hate... could have picked somewhere else besides the most sacred part of the temple to do that shit. I agree. I hate the emotions. I hate them. So <laughs> you love them, Nick. You love them. I mean, true. True, true. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right, damn it. You're right. Um. So then... Kind of after all this, they have the the mini battle with the Fire Nation. We see the fucking we get to see Sokka. That Sokka has a big brain, a big brain moment, big brain boy. Yay. Big brain boy. But then they immediately deliver the big brain moment to the Fire Nation. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> very true. Very very true. It's like y'all have had been in war for hundreds of years. You don't know to destroy any new technology if it's going down before. Your enemy gets it. I mean, I'm sure they thought it would be destroyed, but I'm like, I'm not I'm all sad. All right. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Come yeah. on. Come on. Um, it, ain't, it ain't that difficult. Yeah. But then, so after that, that's when we have, let's talk, I mean, it's the last few episodes. It's the whole big finale. We finally meet the Northern Waterbending tribe, and it is a complete Yay. 180 from the Southern Waterbending tribe. I was so happy. I was like, yay, they do still have a culture. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then the culture is misogyny and fucking yeah, like old old school like stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was shitty, yeah, that but was at least terrible. they're still alive. <laughs> but I love, and I don't know if it's just me, but I love the history of the waterbending tribes more than any other history in this show. Could really give a fuck about the fire nation could really give a fuck about the earth like i can like but all the water all the water nation stuff is so sick like it's like all of the history there is so cool Mm -hmm. and maybe it maybe it is because it's those like it has more of an old-timey feel to it with like uh katara's necklace being her grandmother's necklace and it's like a mating thing it's like a proposal it's like a ring yeah it's like a ring so and like i just i don't know i enjoy a lot of that i also i really like i I think it's a collar that men put on her neck (laughs) to claim her fire nation all day baby do what we want burn shit down (laughs) says our anarchist ceo over there anarchy anarchy I will say that as far as the designs go for a lot of the waterbending stuff, that's like my aesthetic. Like it's all moon based and like wave based and everything's like really nice line, like flowy lines and it's all blue and white. Like, and I don't know. I was just like, I like the aesthetic of the waterbending nation. It's beautiful. It's definitely the most beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That city was beautiful. It's very glamorous and like a very moon-based way mm-hmm. um and we meet ua sweet ua with her cool white hair that i love she's she the so best. hot she's so hot. so hot hottest one hottest one in the show oh, for yeah. sure hottest girl for sure yeah i mean katara may be best girl but oh <laughs> my god <laughs> oh my god like and this is why the last airbender the live action is so disappointing cuz like so as a, as a kid you're like I wonder what that's going to look like in live action. I wonder what I wonder how, what gorgeous woman they're going to get. Like imagine now if they remade it. I already have the casting down it'd be so perfect. Zoe Kravitz? Oh. 
Zoe Kravitz with white hair. Man, man, that does things. Um, but <laughs> I'm here yeah. for that casting, that dream casting. I'm here for it. And it's just so good. It's just so good. Um. Oh it, yeah, I do like her. Yeah. yeah, Zoe Kravitz is amazing. But yeah, UA is so good, and it's so cute. Her and Soccer are so cute, and then she's fucking engaged to the fucking dickhead, and you're like, no, of course, no. But she's a good princess, and she's gonna do things right for her people. And you're like, no. You were just like, please stop it. Please stop it. Please stop being such a good leader. So sad. Um, oh, I found a picture of Zoe Kravitz white hair. <gasps> Wait, really? Look at this shit. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. Look at that. Ah, uh, beautiful. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. She'd be great for this. Oh my god, so hot. Upsetting. Upsetting. Um, the only thing I will say, unfortunately, is they would have to find a Zoe Kravitz lookalike that's like a lot younger. Because <laughs> Zoe Kravitz is not in that age <laughs> yeah, range at all. She's supposed to I be mean, like four, no. like twelve. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, she's. So we get to see. Uh, or we meet General or uh, Master Paku. And we get to see like a lot of really dope water bending, which is pretty great. And we get to see Katara, best girl, fucking owning it, standing up to the patriarchy. That's my girl. Tear it down, girl. Yeah, I love that. That was so great. Yeah. And then just seeing that she, even though she, we thought she was so weak compared to Aang, it's like, no, she actually has like amazing natural abilities. She just literally had no one telling her how to do it at all. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. She just needs a little bit of training. And yeah. she. She makes great strides. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of mentioned it in this, and this is something we will definitely see, I think, even in the second season. Maybe it's the beginning of the third, but, like, you see this whole huge culture that's in the Northern Water Tribe, and you see all of the waterbenders they have, um, and even though they're fucking mm -hmm. sexist and they make all the females in this one heal, you know, or whatever, there's just so many. And they've mentioned kind of how the Southern Water Tribe got wiped out by war, and they'll go more into that. But you're like, damn, if the Southern Water Tribe used to be kind of like this, and it got that wiped out, that's depressing. That's so sad. There's only like 15 of them left. Yeah, and Katara is literally the only waterbender. It's so sad. <laughs> depressing. Yeah, that is definitely just a kick in the pants. Like to yeah. be like, wow, this side, this Northern Tribe is so like put together. And those yeah. southern tribe is like on dire straits. Yeah, I and I mean, like, like you know that they talk about it though. They're like, maybe yeah. it is time that we go help our brothers. You know, maybe. Yeah. And then it's like, where have you been? The like, whole yeah. time. they're they're gone now. And that's the other thing is too is like, so yeah, like the southern water tribe's obviously been knocked out, but we also know that there are like a bunch of male warriors and female warriors. They're, um, but mainly male warriors off fighting you know, somewhere. So we know that it's not just like the 15 to 20 people that are in that village. But even then, it's like, wait, so you guys have water bending warriors somewhere else? And you just, y'all just chilling up here? Like, what's happening? Yep. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, they're not going to kill the kids and the grandma. We'll just leave them here. I <laughs> mean, Natasha, it took them 17 episodes or <laughs> what? <laughs> like, 
14 episodes to get down here. That's, that's a long true. time. That's a long time. And they were even flying on Abba, so that's true. It would have taken them years to get there. Yeah. That is a good point. Um, But we also learned that Master Paku was actually engaged to Katara's grandmother, and she didn't love him because he was a sexist asshole, and she's like, no, fuck you. I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> No, fuck you, you are out of here. Or is he a sexist asshole because she left? Well, they made it... Katara's like, I know why she left. She left because you guys kept holding her down. She didn't believe in your fucking traditional bullshit. I mean, Katara didn't say those words. Exactly, yeah. But that's I mean, nah, she said those words pretty much identical. <laughs> that grandma was not gonna let no man put a collar on her. No. Mm, she got out. Yep. So, and she found herself... A real man, a man, not a toxic masculinity man, a real man down in the a Southern Water real Tribe man. <laughs> and had my mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we see that the Fire Nation is is on their way. So with Aang and Katara and all of them, um, you know, we get into our big battle and them setting up for the battle. We have the eclipse, the lunar eclipse happening. And Zhao Guys, literally- I have a question. Wait. Before we move forward, where is everyone's moms? What do you mean? Excuse me? Like, Katara and Sokka's mom, nowhere to be seen. She's um, dead. The yeah, water she's tribe dead. up, she's up dead. top, Princess Yue's mom, where is she? Like, where's Zuko's mom? Where are the moms at? They're uh, all dead. I, okay, I don't want to ruin anything, but then didn't they show... When they were showing Zuko's history in season one, they showed the, all the stuff. They don't show his mom. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. It's fine. We'll get there. You'll get there at some uh, point. But that's, okay. that is the one big thing that they always say is the Fire Nation killed Sokka and Katara's mom. Got it. That's why they hate the Fire Nation so much. Well, that and, you know, hundreds of years of war as well. That too. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's more the mom thing. It's more the mom thing. <laughs> war is not that big a deal, you know. The yeah. war, the war can come and go. Yeah, and the- uh, they they kind of show Yue's mom and like her background, and they kind of sh- I think they even show her kind of sitting there. It's just it's to show that that is such a male dominated culture. She's just kind of a side note because women aren't allowed to do shit there. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you are a hundred percent correct. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice her mom, to be honest. I really only noticed her in the background story. So I could be wrong. They might never show her again. But I, I think they show her kind of just sitting off to the side. But I might be wrong. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we have the whole little secret area that's like the little oasis with the little koi fish. And Aang has to go. And Zuko comes to get Aang's body. Let's talk about all of that bullshit that's like that happening. is crazy that was crazy because before now we've seen like the spirit world be these giant monsters that come and eat people and like we've seen um the last avatars you know his you know they they really revere his stuff but now we're seeing like the moon spirits as these little fragile fish and i was like that's such a contrast and very mm-hmm. interesting well they left the spirit world and they're fish in the human world, aren't they? Because mm-hmm. they gave up their spirit bodies. Ah, okay. Because they wanted to okay. live with their people that depend on them and, like, watch over them in the human world, in the material world. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is correct. But, like, also, if you're one of the most powerful ancient spirits, 
and you choose to leave the spirit world, like, you didn't want to choose a slightly stronger physical form, <laughs> like. Yeah, I was like, why are they just helpless fish? Like, they're really not helping fish. anyone this way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They're pretty, though. They are, they are, like, a literal representation of yin and yang. Yeah. Because it's, it's moon and water, right? They're the moon and water spirits. That's what it is. I think it's, isn't it moon and sun? No. Isn't the whole point? Okay. I Oh, no, yeah, it is moon and ocean. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um. And then we see, uh, I mean, it's just like driving more to when Zuko steals Aang's body and just will not give up. He's like in the middle of a blizzard, literally in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> and you're like, oh mm -hmm. boy. He is determined mm -hmm. because of childhood drama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it gives him this power inside of him to, you know, keep going, push through. He was badass, so holding his breath and going through all those, like, icicle underground caverns, I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I just love, so this this whole fight, by the way, this is Dave Filoni just being fucking the best, um, because there's so much emotion in all of this hour, or 20, 40, whatever minutes of these two episodes, because Going from like Zuko and his trauma and like his determination, Katara fighting Zuko for Aang and all this kind of stuff, and then even you get the morals of Fire Nation people like Uncle Ira, where he's like, "You fuck with the moon, I'm fucking with you," mm -hmm. like immediately. Yes, Iro, kill like, it. Like flat he's out, great. he's like, "If you do anything to the moon spirit, I will fuck you up." And it's not like a false. It's not like a false thing either, because the minute the moon spirit gets killed, he's throwing fire, throwing bones. Like he murders yeah, them. Like he goes <laughs> off. Like it wasn't. And I, I like that. That we have some characters even on the evil side that have morals. It's not just you know. Yeah, and you kind of. This is where you really get to because I feel like throughout the whole thing, you see Uncle Iroh, and you're like, that character does not strike me as evil but you hear how he is this huge general and then you kind of start to get the backstory a little bit about like what happened like and how he quit that and like kind of turned over a new leaf and how he loves Zuko so much and that's why he's yeah, like you start to see it but then when you see this you're like okay so Uncle Iroh might have like grown up in this terrible fucking family and had like a complex but this is where you really see like oh okay this character is actually not evil this character cares about the world at large you know what i mean like you get to well, see it for like a hundred percent stamped if he had been in a different family or a different part of the world he would have been a completely different person like mm -hmm. yeah. even in that family like he's gone through like that bad phase but he's come out because he's a good person mm -hmm. to like change yeah was, it's, it's good i was gonna say even when we're seeing the scene where zuko is fighting the general and he gets him to the ground and then is like okay the battle's over and you see that ira steps in because the general's about to like hit zuko and he's like my you know my nephew has more what does he say? Like more honor more than you honor do. It's you. like, yeah, he's passed that on to Zuko, and that's what is like. Even though Zuko is this like evil character pursuing the Avatar the whole time, he has more morals than like the rest of the people in his family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of who he was raised by. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah because of Iro. Oh, I love Uncle Iro, and he just gets better and better. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about him in later seasons. He's cute too with his little facial hair. I love him. And he just loves tea and playing games and he just wants everyone to be happy. 
I <laughs> absolutely love. So funny. He's uh-huh. like outdoors in his bath. He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love too that uh, the the art design of this of when the moon spirit does get killed, mm-hmm. that it all goes black and white except for the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, everything is so everything cool. is black and white, and um, like all we see is blues and reds, red glares and, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. red glares and, and the blue eyes of UA. Um, because in reality, it would have been so dark without the moon in that area of the world. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to see anything. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why. Like, I love I love that whole thing. Uh, like art wise, and I'm yeah. sure MZ MZ is like. Yeah. It was very powerful. Yeah. I loved it. In fact, really watching this, like, because it is kind of a kid's show and you do, like, as an adult watching it, you do kind of feel that. It was, like, halfway through when they went through, like, all the backstories, I was like, okay, I remember why I love this so much. But then, like, towards the end, you're like, okay, I remember why I really like this so much. Like, because yeah. it does get better and better and better, especially once you know the characters, you feel everything so much more. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the creativity of this show. Mm-hmm. you know every episode it gets better like there's a reason that people are obsessed mm-hmm. <laughs> with this show with this and yeah I, this is one of the reasons you start to see that reason why people just you know if you're a diehard fan you are a diehard fan yeah. yeah it was really good um and one thing my what like one small criticism i have of this show but it is a kid's show you got to kind of remember that um, and this is something that I will talk about more as we talk about the later seasons because they show it more. But this show is kind of big on some of their villains are just evil just because they're evil. Like Zuko they have where it's like, okay, he's a bad guy, but you kind of see he's like complex. But then like General Zhao, he's just really fucking evil. He's going to take out the entire moon and destroy the whole world for glory. And you're like, Okay, and that's something that I've noticed that when you're a kid, you're like, well, yeah, there's just bad people. But as an adult, we're so used to like being able to see slightly relatable parts of villains, and it makes them more dynamic. That when you're an adult watching this kid show, you're like, okay, <laughs> why is that dude like yeah, that? Yeah, they haven't relied too heavily like on the family and Fire Nation are just bad. Yeah, you know, like that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, they they're Fire Nation. They're just up in that evil. Family. They're they're evil. And yeah. it's just like that's not a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, what part of him when yeah. he was reading thousands of scrolls in whatever city they were taking over was like, okay, I read all this history of all the world, but what I'm gonna take out of this is go kill the Moon Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and he's like, yeah, we're gonna be. I'm gonna like live in glory forever. And Iroh's like. You'll literally destroy the world. Like, you know that we need the moon, too. And he's like, no, it's fine. And you're like, what? Okay. What? Like, so you're ignorant and me. Got it. Yeah. You're yeah, that was weird. So you just, don't, you just don't understand. Got it. You don't get it. You don't get physics. Got it. Got it. Cool. Well, that's like some leaders that we deal with nowadays. So, you know, there's that. Um, yep. And, you know, climate change and corporate greed. Um. Oh, but then we have the sad time. No. No. Oh, this was, I was felt so bad for Sokka. I was like, why would they do this? I know. She was so The only cute. thing that made him happy. Mm-hmm. Little cute Yue, and she goes, but she's, she was already hot, but Moon Goddess hot. Hello, Ooh. girl. <laughs> Work. Moon Goddess hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she came Work out it. as, like, a full adult with, like, all the flowers and everything. All the curves and, like, the fucking cloud, like, water vapor shit. I was like, yes, 
Yes, yes. You be the moon goddess now. I do like that story, though, of how, like, the reason she can do that is because she is the moon goddess, because part of it is in her. You know, I just, I thought that was really creative, the way that that was all connected. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. believable. It was nice. I wasn't like, oh, you're just, like, you're trying for this. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself and, be, you know, become the moon spirit. It was like, no, I'm already, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's supposed to happen. Yeah, and she just accepted it. She wasn't like, oh, yeah. damn. She's like, well, this is what my... Yeah, you gave me life, I give you life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah, I agree with you, because I feel like they worked her telling that story in, and it wasn't like, oh, it died, and she's like, well, you little did you know. It's like, it's, all this is happening, and she's like, fuck, I, like, I messed up, I was supposed to, I owe my life to them, like, I was supposed to do this. So then when it happened, she goes, oh, I see, this is why they did this for me, because they knew, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like... That's a heavy realization, though, to realize that you were only allowed to live for a little bit because you have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a hard burden. Mm -hmm. I just hope Sokka finds another girlfriend. I won't say nothing. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) I to be the moon spirit with the moon spirit. Wow, she was so cute. So cute. Um. But is that that's our end of season, yeah? That's our that's end it? of season. Yeah. Oh, well, we also forgot to mention when Aang becomes a giant fucking koi fish monster and destroys oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally did forget about that. Weird. He merges essentially with the ocean spirit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, like, and Sokka's, uh, Katara's badass and almost takes out Zuko by herself. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Even but she a- does take him out basically by herself. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I just also I love Aang and anytime he does anything badass, I'm like, that's my sweet boy. Look at him being so right. strong. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy though. Like, is that like a I hope they kind of explain that. Like, is that a common occurrence that the Avatar can just take on like an entire element like that? I think what? it had to do with the moon spirit or the ocean spirit's loss of the moon spirit. Mm-hmm. It was more I think it was more to do with that where it was like, Yeah, use me as a vessel type deal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And they also that is something the Avatar state. They mentioned it once or twice, which is why I don't mind mentioning that. But when his eyes glow and his arrow glows and all this, he's in the Avatar state, and they'll explain more of what that is later. But that is like times of immense power that Aang can tap into, but he doesn't know how to control it yet. Got it. And so that was the Ocean Spirit being like, "All right, Avatar, let's go. Let's do this. Like, use that's that teamwork." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. exactly what it was. I just looked and it says when uh, La notices that Tui had been revived by Princess Yue's sacrifice, the spirit ceased its destructive rampage and separated from Aang, leaving mm-hmm. him at the city city's ice walls and returning to its spirit oasis. Mm-hmm. Got it. So That's dope. Yeah. So they're not just koi fish. They can become giant puddle monsters. Yeah. The gods and goddesses, or goddesses, both. I don't know. I don't. I mean, UA is obviously a goddess now. They say that, but yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that's it. I'm so excited for season two, y'all. That's when things start. Even more things. It start was happening. hard to stop. 
watching season yeah, one. Like, I, I watched, like, three episodes of season two on accident because I just, like, was so in it, and I was just letting it go. And then I was like, oh, no, stop. Stop so I can talk about it. Like, yeah, I had to make myself stop because I really wanted to go. I was like, wait, I want to see what happens. Yeah. What's his sister doing? What's it's this g- It's going to get real good from what I remember. Oh, it's so it's good. Real, real good. And a lot so of, like, the kids stuff. Yeah, a lot of the kids stuff, like, kind of keeps going because it was a kids show, but, like, shit gets real, so that stuff just kind of falls off to the wayside, and it's just good. I'm so excited. I mean, I personally think, but I'm already a big fan, so. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen it, and so I'm like, it lived up to the hype. Mm -hmm. Good. It does live up. Yeah. And it's because they make that character so likable. Like, the first few episodes... Sokka is the type of character that if I was watching this for the first time, I'd be like, this boy's going to annoy me. But, like, he immediately becomes super likable, like, way faster than you expect him to. It doesn't take long. Mm -mm. He has a shift. (laughs) Them them Kiyoshi warriors beat it into him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) makes me like it. It's okay. (laughs) That's what what it was. God, it got it. It was getting his ass kicked. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cool, he cool. He's fine. I mean... That's the best way for a woman to like a man who's like that is for us to watch him get his ass beat by women. <laughs> That's I mean, and the problem. For so him like, to then be humble lesson? about it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. learn your lesson now? Okay. Do we have to do it again? Like, yeah, yeah. No, don't do it again. Yeah. I got it. We're I'm okay. If they start, if they continue to be assholes after, then you're like, well, let's just beat them up continuously. But if he learned after, you're like, good boy. <laughs> you learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna comment. I'm not yeah. gonna comment. That's the, only, that's the only male in the room. Mouth shut. <laughs> shut your mouth, Nick. Before we send the warriors to your home. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My mouth is. Uh, my lips are sealed, as they say. As females, we have female warriors on lock, so don't make us. Fall. Yeah. No. It, it's really just me with face paint on. Oh, okay. Hannah, okay. go. Okay. MC, MC, Hannah, and I all show up on your doorstep with fucking fans, and Nick's like, "What are y'all gonna do? Y'all don't know. Get out of here. Y'all don't know no, much life." Yeah, it would be great. I know how it would happen. Hannah would show up with a pig. All of a sudden, it would be MZ. <laughs> it would be MZ with Sam. And then you just there with like some random ass weapon, like a fucking mace or like some random ass weapon. And I would just be like, she's got weapons. a Japanese sword all of a sudden. Yeah, just, just <laughs> a katana. katana. I'd be like, yeah, this sounds about right. This, yeah, this, feels, this feels right from all of you. Funny. Nick meets us at the door in drag. We're like, oh, you knew. Okay, oh, great. Cool. We're going. We're doing it. Also, we think. Let's <laughs> go. Also, we think Imzy only has Sam, but then she pulls out a flamethrower for nowhere and she's like, Fire Nation, burn it down. And we're like, what? Stop. Bitch, we're like, wait, wait, wait. Reverse, reverse, reverse. Put her back in the car. Yeah. Don't tempt me. With a so good funny. time. <laughs> All right. Well, any other last thoughts about Avatar before we? Uh, yeah, I got this. What is that thing? Oh my god! And this is Katara, my flying. Just to bring it back. That's my final. Appa yip yip. Appa yip yip. Oh, Appa. That's my final. So good. Also, Appa becomes a bigger character going on, and it's just fucking fast i just can't wait to talk about it because hannah's gonna be even more obsessed with appa after Yay! season two and three yeah. <laughs> i'm so excited he's just a giant furry pig yep. yeah we also it's funny um for you listeners at home i don't know if i've 
ever mentioned this on we call our dog Ava Pig and so everybody knows her as Pig and Alpha oh does yeah. so much shit that's so dog like we're like oh it's a pig but not the way you mean it's a pig we mean it's like Ava it's just a big <laughs> yeah, Ava <laughs> So now start thinking of Ava when you watch Appa and you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, I see it. Yeah, it's fine. Side note, listeners, Ava is short for? Avocado. So cute. That's what you named your dog? (laughs) Well, that's what she actually, we got her from the pound and her name was Avocado and I'm like, that's fucking adorable and that is staying. So she's Ava. I love it. When I found that out, I was like, I can't believe I didn't know this sooner. <laughs> that just reminds me. I like. That just reminds <laughs> me of that kid video where he's learning how to open presents and he's like, an avocado. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So good. All right, listeners. Well, that's the end of season one. We will be back with Avatar The Last Airbender season two. I can't fucking wait. Um, you can email us comments, questions, concerns, likes, dislikes, suggestions. We're here for you and your dreams and your life. Um, Y'all, we're real devoted now. <laughs> we're in it. It's funny. We always say that. But we're not mental health professionals, so don't get too into it. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we just want to be friends. The, en- the empath the empath in the room shivers in fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can email us at naniwhat.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at naniwhat.podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Yeah. Don't forget, Appa, you're good.